Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll... what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 135 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the Rack Shack on a nice cold night, Chuck. What's up, dude? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. This is some fine, fine whiskey that you served me. It is. You're drinking with Dr. Pepper, but it's okay. That's okay. It's all right. It actually makes a really good mix, Yeah, it's by yummy. the way. It's yeah. yummy. A little Basil Fair. Hayden. Oh, I've never had Basil Hayden. <laughs> I did it backwards. I'm a Basil fan. Hayden's. Basil Hayden's. Yeah. yeah. What are you drinking over there? Captain look, Morgan private stock. Look, private stock. You fancy. Oh, it's yummy. You fancy. Oh, it's so yummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, since since Alex waiting on the line for us on this intro. Hi, Alex. Hello. We're gonna we're gonna take care of business real quick, and then we're gonna get back to you. <laughs> Oh, you're good. I'm actually going to include you in the business. All right, perfect. This is going to be the first oh, time we do this. actually makes sense. First and uh, foremost, scree gear. Scree gear. Oh, yeah. Dude, what is your favorite piece of scree gear? I know you're uh, a user. I, I think that, that new first, uh, what is it, the flex light? The, the uh, grid, light? grid light. Oh, the grid light. The, oh, the grid dude. light. Dude, I, I honestly, I really love that piece. Like, even just the layering under the hard scrabble, like, it's... I wear it most of the season. It is a great all-purpose jacket. You're wearing it right now. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't even notice, honestly. And I'll be getting a solid one here real soon. Dude, the solids are so tasty. They're so, so nice. I want one bad. I don't know whether I want the green or the brown, though. I think I, I like I the brown the, better. I think I do, too, but the green is it's tasty. The green is, is very nice, but the brown the looks brown is, so yeah. damn good. It does. Uh, did, did I, t- I did get some pieces off of uh, 
off of Josh the other day when I sent you that. Yeah, you and did. And you did as well. No, I didn't. You didn't. Oh, yeah, damn. I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, is your wife listening? Is know. that the problem here? <laughs> I got scream. I got screaming deal on a guardian jacket. So. Yeah, dude. Kind of hard to beat. You are welcome, by the way, I my appreciate friend. That again. I was Good thinking you. about you guys. Yeah. It just happens that they had my size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Any Use code WDP20 for 20% off your first purchase. That's right. Yeah. VIP Archery. VIP Archery. I you just, got a, just bought something. <laughs> I just got a package Again. from VIP today, too. <laughs> Gobbler guillotine, and mm. you know what? They threw in a koozie, which I'm stoked about. That's awesome. It is. I'm a little jealous, except somebody gave me a VIP koozie mm. on the side, just so you know. It's okay. Someone was cheating on, yeah. on you. It's all right. With me. <laughs> His name was Booer. His name was Booer. Get <laughs> yeah, out of here, Booer. He, he gave me a VIP. I'm pretty sure it was Booer. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, usually it's me doing all the purchasing. For And then now it's you. What's going on here? Is everything no, I'm okay? I'm making a couple small purchases. Is everything okay? All. Absolutely. You sure? Totally. Man, I don't know. If you start acting like me, we're going to have problems. We both can't act the same way. No, we're not. I'm going to let you keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. After I said I just bought some too. Yeah, I do need to get the guillotine though, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, get and one. And then uh, what else is coming soon is our ANF custom calls. Yes, but I actually just broke out one from last year, one that I didn't use. Nice, broke it out. I'm freaking rocking it, man. It's super. Break yummy. that thing in. Yeah, breaking it in right now. That is what's nice about his calls is they are built to last for year after year after year. I use the same calls from him, and I know recently just realized that people literally just buy new calls every year because they're they're cheap, and I get it. Dude, I've been using. I had, I think, the same A and F call for seven years, as long as you keep it nice. Yeah, and you, you know, you pick those reads and everything mm-hmm. like that, and you're good. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I don't think I've ever made one last seven years. I think three is yeah. the top until I blow them out. But yeah, and, and in honesty, I didn't use that call every year in those last few years. I wasn't using because I had the new ones, mm-hmm. and I'd replace it. But I still had it. It still worked. Yeah. It wasn't until I literally said, okay, I'm going to just ruin this one and leave it in the truck and pick it up and throw it in every once in a while, and yep. then eventually it just gets ruined. Yeah. You know, that's when it finally went. But seven years, Kyle yelled at me. He was like, dude, get rid of that call. He said, I have not used that color tape in at least five years. I was Good like, well, gravy. dude, I, it's my it's my soft call. It's my soft call. <laughs> you know, I'm a little Persian clucks. It's probably so nasty. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> You're just sticking in your mouth. I couldn't even imagine. I'm just throwing it in my mouth. I'm pretty sure the one had mold on it the one year, and I just oh. kept using it. I didn't care. It's good for your gut biome. I was probably right why I was sick for like two months straight. Good gravy, man. <laughs> no wonder I got respiratory issues. And everyone just quit listening to this episode. Oh, man. I don't actually. Should I tell you what I really think it was? What? I'm pretty sure I was eating a brownie at one point and running the call at the same time. And I think it was brownie. Oh. Yeah. Weren't you a Boy Scout? Uh, no, but I ate a brownie once. My man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was turkey hunting, apparently. There's little, little turkey, there's little snacks, those little 90 calories, you yeah, know, dude. those little freaking things. And yep, I was eating that. Need to throw a call in real quick. And I'm pretty sure I had brownie mix in my reeds. That'll be all right. Stupid. Yeah, that call's way gone. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. That's it. Got our rabbit holes out of the way. And back to you, Alex. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up? Oh, you know, just hanging out. Yeah. 
I'm a big fan. You were doing some uh, home renos, whether you wanted to yeah. or not today. Yeah. And yeah. you just had a birthday as well. Jeez, yeah, my man. Birthday, birthday was Sunday. was planned on taking off yesterday, and wife was off for President's Day. We were going to go do some shed hunting and came down to the basement to water on the floor, and the water heater broke. So Unbelievable. Um, fortunately, fortunately, I had a new one already purchased. I just wasn't quite ready to the point of installing it but i guess that rushed that along <laughs> good on you for having the foresight to have one on order already I My guess. Goodness. Well, yeah no kidding right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so my man we brought you on you are one of our most active patreon members <laughs> in the mark of bolo group and yeah probably yeah, I think you are at this point. I would far. say you're definitely you're 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 top five. Most consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the most consistency badge for sure, and uh, we can't say enough thank you for that. Like we totally appreciate that you continue to bring conversation to that group. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, guys. Awesome. Yeah, you're probably probably one of the first podcasts I started listening to. Like five six years ago oh stop it stop it okay okay tell me more <laughs> well i mean i randomly found it and i was just like wow these guys are great <laughs> i'm sure that's what you thought listen yeah. to this dummy <laughs> that was the first thought in your head guaranteed and then you were like sound like good deer hunters yeah these guys suck <laughs> it's the only reason people listen to us man <laughs> that could be oh no we no, make people feel good no man, I, I do I do appreciate that though. That's awesome. You guys it does good stuff. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but man, we have been we've been doing it for a while. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, and I remember the first time, you know, Alex would reach out to us this the subpar bow hunter. And uh <laughs> yeah, man. I remember that way, way back when on Instagram. You yeah, were like one of the first comic. people I think that ever reached out to us too. If I remember that correctly. Yeah, I'd have to look back. It's a long ways back there. It was good though, man. I'm I'm stoked about it. It's been a good good relationship, I, and mm-hmm. we've developed a pretty good friendship. I, oh yeah, I don't even know if I'd killed the deer yet with my bow at that point. I know you were saying you really struggled back then and whatnot, and oh, we all have been through yeah. our, our own struggles, man. It's yeah, it's one of those things, well. you know. But the lucky part for you is you live in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's lucky or a curse, but yeah, it's not bad. Uh, you killed an absolute stud this year, and we had to have you on. And, you know, it worked out perfect. Timing tonight, everything, you know, unfortunately, you were working on some stuff, but that gave you the opportunity to take a little break and chat with us for a few minutes. So, uh, Yeah, normally I'd be at work on second shift, but I took off to deal with this water heater, and now I'm just, I decided to take a break to do this, so... I will take the break for this. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, that's the perfect segue, man. So why don't we just kind of hop right into it? We like to start it off, you know, why don't you tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do for a living, how you got into hunting, all that fun uh, stuff from, you know, baby Alex until today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, Alex Plue. Plue. Mulvane, Kansas, which is like 20 miles south of Wichita about 40 miles from Oklahoma. Um, my dad's originally from Michigan, so he grew up deer hunting Michigan, so you guys know how that kind of hunting is. And uh, he came down here to Kansas, met my mom, blah, 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 whatever. 
he was a big bow hunter when I was growing up. So I was a kid. We'd go out hunting with him. Didn't really get into hunting until I was about 12, 13. Did a little gun hunting. Killed a doe. First doe I ever killed, a 20-gauge. I spot and stalked her. We hunted for like a week straight. Didn't see a single deer. Last night, see a deer cross the fence, and I stalk up on it and shoot it right in the spine. As it's sitting there running around on its front legs in a circle, its two baby fawns are running around. Ah, 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 and I'm just like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> the first experience you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but anyway, I hunted again a few years later after that and shot a, a nice little hundred inch eight point over a feeder so that was a fun experience with the shotgun and shot it it ran 50 yards and in excitement instead of leaving it or shooting again i got out of the tree stand it ran 800 yards and then we had to drag it 800 yards over five property lines so that was my second experience <laughs> <laughs> so then i didn't boat i didn't hunt at all for probably that was probably 14 or maybe 16 then so i probably didn't hunt again so I was 26, buddy got me into a crossbow, or my dad got me a crossbow, and buddy talked me into going hunting with him. We wandered all over public land. I got tired of carrying a crossbow, bought a cheap bear bow, and started bow hunting at 27. Um, I'm 37 now, so that was, I, I've been, wow, I guess I have been bow hunting 10 years now. There you um, go. So, yeah, did that, went three years wounding does and not finding anything and then uh picked up some 80 acres of public or private about 10 minutes from my house and finally connected on a buck at 12 yards from the ground for my first deer kill a 120 inch uh seven point buck nice deer for a first deer and then go got into a saddle after that because i realized moving around and hunting moving around not sitting in permanent stands like my dad taught me to do was not going to work for killing some of these deer that kansas has and uh got into a saddle started hunting out of it and what what year did tether come out with the manis was that 19 we just talked about this, we did just talk we? about this i, I think, think it was, was 19 it was like eight i, I think it was I, 2018 or 2019 I want to I say 18. It was, it was 18 it was because eight, that was, was 19. 18, yeah, yeah, if it was 18, I got it in 19. Yep. And started doing some moving around on that property, found a good rut funnel pinch point, and had some good movement through there. And I'm sitting there late, early December, waiting on these does that always move through there. And I'd had my, I'm just telling stories at this point, so I apologize. But um, the second buck I killed with a bow, Ended up being a salvage tag buck. The landowner found it stuck in the fence the night before and called me, and they got it out of the fence, and I just said I'll deal with it tomorrow when I come out and hunt. And it was still wandering around the property, but I didn't want to shoot it, so I just went out and hunt. And I'd already talked to a game warden. He told me to shoot it, and he'd give me a salvage tag. So it was trying to eat out of the food plot, so I was going to let it be. And it wandered out to where I was at and sat around there for two hours and was the only deer i sat seen all morning and it was falling asleep on its feet with its antlers stuck in a tree so i knew something was wrong with it and i ended up getting down on the ground and of course the minute i hit the ground at 11:30, the does i've been waiting on all morning decided to come walking through blowing at me 
and uh, they finally and that buck still never took off. He just looked at him and looked at me and looked at him and just stood there. So I don't know what is. I still never figured out other than he had a cracked uh, skull base um, from his antler and like a brain infection. But I ended up walking up to ten yards from him and shooting him on the ground. Yeah, and, I would say that would probably mess him up. Yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. And then, of course, right after I shoot him, you know, I shoot him, stand up, and here comes a 140, 150 inch eight point, um, oh, right behind, right behind those does, and would have walked right by my tree if I would have just stayed in the tree, and I could have killed or had a chance of killing two bucks in one day in Kansas legally, which doesn't happen since we're a one buck state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> But that was my first two buck kills. Killed several does in between there. Um, last few years has basically been learning the 80-acre property I hunt and figuring out where the bucks are at. And uh, Say the last three years, I've probably had more experiences with 140-inch deer than I've had in my entire life because... Uh, I had six encounters last year in a week or wow. two weeks span during the rut, anywhere from five yards to 60 yards and could never get my bow drawn back. <laughs> Always had tree limbs in the way or trees themselves. And and then this year was a whole nother experience for the whole season. Um, kind of a roller coaster ride. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Well, I know you guys have been a long part of it. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. We've been following along. We followed along that tail end last year too, a little bit. Um, yeah. it has been, it has been a wild ride, man, but you know, you being kind of like an adult, I don't want to call you an adult onset hunter. Let's call you an adult onset bow hunter. <laughs> He's a hybrid yeah, that, kind that, of, that, right? That'll work, that'll you're, work. you're a hybrid. You're a hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this a thousand times. I feel like Charles has probably the best theory on it, but I do like the passion that people get when they kind of get into hunting at a, at a later age mm-hmm. like you guys go i don't know i don't i want to call it ball sack to the wall sack honestly but it's oh, just like yeah. you just guys go full bore on it and, and i and i love that and you kind of went through some trial and tribulations you know getting on deer not finding them you know things like that and oh, then yeah. you're kind of just you're slowly doing this progression and then you kind of get this piece of property it just starts clicking with you and that's when it starts boom, boom, boom. Puzzle pieces start falling into place. Mm-hmm. And you start learning different things. And it's been pretty wild to see. And you had a great season this year. Yeah, I would say oh, also yeah. too, man, like not only that, but you've progressed. You started to take interest in the era builds, your bow, um, you know, tuning and everything else. And now that we're watching, I mean, you're you're like if and I'm obviously assuming here but you are so far beyond where you started like you said when you just bought a cheap bare bow off the floor and then now today with your arrow builds and everything that you've done you just wanted to create more success for yourself you never never you know stop being hungry for success and i think that's what led to this year more than anything else in my opinion yeah, and listening to podcasts like yours and several others and trying to absorb as as much as I can and then trying to figure out how to use it in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we do the same thing still, you know, it, it's, oh, it's yeah. you can never be too old to learn. You can never t- know too much to learn, I guess. And 
everybody's going to have different experiences out there that work for them. And sometimes it works for you and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it might not work twice. And then the third time it does, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that that is 100% true. Yeah. And it's just, it's wild because if you don't have an open mind and you hear something on a podcast and you try it once and it doesn't work and you just immediately write it off, that that thing is just, it's bullshit. It's never going to work. You know, you never try it again on different deer, different scenarios. Like, how do you know if it doesn't work? Maybe it's going to work two months from now. Maybe you're trying something and you're just not trying it at the right deer or at the right time, you know. And Yeah, for sure. It just seems like you've kind of started to figure that out on your own. And you're starting to build and get better as a bow hunter. And, I mean, dude, six different <laughs> opportunities last year and opportunities are that's success man in my eyes that's success you know 100 percent. i i took that last year as a a big success i mean the year before that the two years before that i had a couple encounters and like it was just one or two mostly during the rut which these encounters were during the rut too but you still got to be in the right spot Mm -hmm. for those rut encounters definitely and i mean that first encounter i had last year was november 5th and i just I'm going to go here. This is where I'm going. And I got in the tree and within 30 minutes of daylight, I had 160 inch 10 point at seven yards that I couldn't get my bow drawn back on because the doe stopped where I needed him to stop. And he was behind the tree. <laughs> oh, that's the worst, man. <laughs> and, and then a four point comes barreling in and just scatters them. And I didn't see another deer the rest of the morning. <laughs> So, I mean, that's how I started it, and and then I had 190-inch, I think, roughly, I guess. I was told maybe 180, 190-inch, and I got to 35 yards that I just needed him to take three steps out from behind the cottonwood tree. <laughs> like, mm. And that was, I, I got, I'm going in at gray light, climbing up the tree, trying to get my shit settled, and I just happened to turn around and look behind me. And he's at 40 yards directly behind me and doesn't know I'm there. And it's five minutes past first shooting light. And I'm like, oh, shit. I don't even have an arrow on my bow yet. Like, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And and so, I mean, I let him get by, go work past, and then I snort wheeze at him. And I don't know if you've ever snort wheeze at a deer that big, but they don't like it. <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, no, and I have he, never snort wheezed at he literally tore, I, he literally tore a branch off a tree. Like <laughs> Listen, then, Alex. We got a big difference here. We're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so like a hundred and nine like we have them. We definitely have them. They come around once in a while. Yeah. But not and, and a, I don't want I don't want this to sound like I shoot big deer because I think my I don't I think if I even would have been able to draw back I probably would have shook the arrow out of my wrist. Trying to draw back. <laughs> oh yeah, here here's the difference between me and you. He'd have come in and he'd have seen that cottonwood tree shaking like a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So you know that's that's how. And I had an, I had a second encounter with that deer too at at. 15 yards and couldn't get a shot off. Oh my so. god. It's <laughs> wild, man. Yeah. Oh, I think I would have shot the tree just to say that I, yeah. I launched an arrow at a 190. Right. Oh my goodness. Unfortunately, I didn't even see him this year or the 150 inch 8 point I was chasing the last two years. You hmm. might have seen a rub from him, though. 
I hmm. I may have. That was a monster rub. It was either a good. monster deer or a monster mountain lion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And the deer I killed was in that area. I found his shed within 50 yards of that tree. So I don't, who knows who made it? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up. So okay. in the Marco Polo group, some guys are starting to do some shed hunting. It's getting getting a little wild. It's still a t- touch early yet. I saw a deer hit on the road today. Was still holding both sides, but you know, it happens. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Chuck found a Where shed today. We didn't even talk about that. I did we'll find a shed. That. Yeah, he found a shed today. Everybody's finding sheds today. Did Adam find one too, or was it just they both found one today? I think they did both find one. Yeah, today. yeah, Adam did find one. Yeah. Justin found two yeah, didn't Justin he? Was it was it two couple, or was, yeah. I thought it was one and one. I think he found. I think Justin found one at each property. He did. And Adam did. found one. Unreal, yeah. man. Yeah. It's, it's been good yep. so far, regardless. Yeah. But what, what I can remember the most, Alex, is last year, around this time, you shed hunting the property that you have, this 80 acres. And mm-hmm. it's an interesting property. It's really diverse. It has some different like layouts, like completely different to what we're used to hunting. So I kind of oh, yeah. want you to take it back to you know, last shed season and some of the scouting and stuff you did, some of the antlers you found, and then kind of like work your way up into season mm-hmm. and then how yeah. your season went because it was a really good year. You had some great encounters, saw some really big deer, had some great deer on camera, all that fun stuff. Yeah. I would add okay. too, I mean, if like any point last year when you were doing that shed hunting and that postseason scouting, if any light bulbs turned on for you, add that to that too as well. Yeah, that definitely. Would, that would definitely add good context. Well, um, so just to go back a little bit, so you guys remember I joined the Marco Polo at the end of last year, and like those last few days in December, I had some encounters with some bucks, and I, I'm almost positive one of those bucks was this guy last year on like the December 31st um, morning, and that's our last day to shoot bucks. Um, he came by me at like 19 yards from the exact same tree I shot him in this year. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so then that's the last of our season last year. I did not tag a buck last year. Um, and so then I shed hunted, um, found, I found some decent, decent horn antlers, nothing huge, nothing that I thought a whole lot of. And that's usually how that is. I found some okay three-year-olds occasional four-year-olds but i've never i have yet to find really any massive of the five six-year-old bucks that i get on camera because they i'm assuming they typically move um for the the late winter um considering crops are usually out next door to me um but i did find a just a monster rub area where it was just tore up um rubs is as high as my head and i'm i'm only five foot nine but one two inch limbs broke off at f- six foot high almost um so it's like okay that's a big deer doing that it's not going to be a hundred inch eight point breaking limbs off that high that are two inches in diameter um snapping them in half that was um, a pissed off deer man <laughs> yeah yeah and so i kind of noted that um I got some permission from the farmer to to shed hunt the properties next door. Um, the landowner lives in New Mexico, and just random people would show up and gun hunt it, and that was the only people I ever seen there. 
Um, I tried to get a hold of the landowner, but I never could. And I'd seen the farmer and just asked him if I could look for sheds. And that gave me some more intel on the neighboring properties on how those bucks were moving. This 80 acres is, uh, it's not on the corner. There's another section of 80 acres against the corner and then this section. And then there's an 80 acre section behind it. And then like 160 acres on the corner. So I could travel the whole mile section around this road and see three sides of the farm I hunt. And I started seeing those uh, big bucks. I'd get them in the mornings on the west end of the pro west the side of the property, west neighboring property on the tree line, and then they'd work east into the property. And then I would get them on my camera at anywhere from four to dark in my food plot on the back side of my property so i knew they were working from the west to that direction and then finding all those rubs and all that i was like okay this is i need to be sitting somewhere near here where the does are at during the rut obviously um so this year um on october 16th we me and a buddy I had set a camera on this. I, we have some public land about a thousand acre piece that I had scouted when I was laid off in COVID year and set some cameras on. And around that mid October time, we got a good buck where I'd had does all before that. And we just went out there random one day, October 16th and did some hunting. And I ended up shooting a doe actually shot two, but only found one. And, didn't see any bucks but it was a good hunt well that night i got like i shot the doe and my phone vibrated in my pocket of a nice 10 point on camera on the private piece uh, so it's like well okay <laughs> um so then we go there uh do some more hunting um about october 26 i guess i skipped all the shed season didn't i no it's I okay really, uh, so um, you threw some tidbits in there, some good pieces. So yeah, yeah, you, okay. you kind of worked your way into it. Mm -hmm. If you want to go back, you can go back, but you can keep going too. I'm I'm cool with it. All right. Well, we didn't really have like our season opens in September, and not much happened up till mid October when I shot that doe. Um, had a few encounters with some good younger bucks, but nothing nothing I was going to shoot. Um, shot that doe October 16th. Had a a nice 10 point on camera probably 130 135 inch um and so we go on that and not really getting you get occasional good buck on camera not not near as like past years where i'd have five or six deer that i'm like yeah those are definite shooters it was it was really slim pickings this year for whatever reason um and so it's getting to be late late october um i go out i want to say it was october 26th sounds about right let me sorry i'm looking at dates no you're okay uh that was a good time so of year for been, us for sure oh, yeah 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 uh it was right before halloween so yeah it would have been like october 28th i went out friday night um sat on the the north edge of the property near the ag field it was a, it was a bean field this year that the beans never got over six inches because we didn't get 
no rain, so it was a failed field. Yeah, you had some and, serious uh, problems with some rain. Like you put out, I remember yeah. you put out some food plot seed, and your food plots yeah, were lacking, my, all kinds of yeah, stuff. It was, it was bad. My food, my food plots didn't do nothing this year. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was bad. So I was, I didn't have no food plots to to hunt off of. I didn't have nothing. So I was just didn't even have ag fields next door because they'd failed so bad. So it was it was interesting to say the least. But um, go out that twenty eighth and the that ag field for whatever reason with that failed bean field was the hot spot that night had 30 some does out in the field um fairly early and then right at dark that might have been the night i think that was no that wasn't that um had a good night had some deer move through nothing blah blah blah. um i think i remember that night because i think you marco polo and you were like there was all these doe out in the field, and I was like, yeah, "Dude, thirty deer yeah. in a night is like a, that's like a unheard yeah, of night here." So, I go to hunt the 29th. I hunt a different area, different spot, and on the east end of the property, not far behind the house, like two hundred yards behind the house, and it's there's a chunk of woods there where a creek runs through, and I'm sitting in there. I'm and all of a sudden, I got does running around, and I've got three bucks running around, and it's at like 8:30 in the morning, and one of them's about 140 inch nine point, and he comes, I, he comes by to about 30. I, I ranged the tree at 35 yards, and for whatever reason, I just set my dial to that and didn't even think that he's going to be several yards behind it, and took a shot and I put it right under his belly. And he didn't really know what happened, but he wasn't happy about whatever happened. And he made a big old scrape about five yards from where I missed him, continued on after the does, almost got another shot at him. And then he carried on taking the does, and I never saw anything else that morning. Um, did see some turkeys that morning also. Turkeys? Um, Yep. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. You'll like this next oh, part. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so I go back out. That would have been that was Saturday. So mm-hmm. the 30th was Sunday because Halloween was Monday, right? Correct. Yeah, so, yes, that is yeah, correct. Because I yep. hunted Monday morning. Yep. That's when yep. you got so to go- famously see me drop my phone out of the tree. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I go back your out. Ass off. Sunday morning and uh, see some does, no bucks, and then a herd of a dozen jakes come through. Yes. Freaking flock of them. And I'm like, well, we're going to see what this old iron wheel does on a jake, I guess. And uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, Sorry, buddy. Fly at about <laughs> 24 yards and um just broke one leg and he's just sitting there just kicking and flopping just one wing. Thumped him. Just going in circles. So I, I let him sit there spinning for a little while, put another arrow on, let him get to where he stopped and hit him again and put him out. Um so that was that was fun. That was my first turkey with a bow. Old Alex um, Schwarzenegger going after him like a predator, <laughs> freaking Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gave this guy buttons. So dumb. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Oh, shit. 
That is so, cool, man. I, I've actually, I'm still yet to get one with my bow. I, I'm, I might try to change that this spring, but man, I, that is yeah, awesome, I'm gonna dude. Go, I'm going to go after one again this spring with a bow. We'll see if I can make it yeah. happen or not. Good um, luck. So, yeah, thanks. Good luck to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to boring ass deer, I guess. <laughs> uh, so Monday rolls around, and I'd actually changed from first shift to second shift on November seventh, I think it was. Yeah. Um, this year, so like my my whole schedule had just flip flopped. Um, so I'd got to where I was just hunting weekends and mornings mostly at that point. Um, so I go out, I took off that Halloween. I actually took off, or I actually wasn't off. So I, Halloween, we go out Sunday, miss, blah, blah, blah. Then wait, I'm sorry, where did I? Shot the turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shot the turkey. 30th. So then we go out Halloween night. Um, I take off Halloween to hunt. This is the first Halloween I've actually gotten to hunt on. Um, usually my wife's wanting to go do something, so I somehow managed to get to go hunting. So I go out Halloween night, and I sit on that same ag field where I'd seen all the does prior and managed to have another good night with a bunch of does in the field and ha- had a few young bucks out bumping does around, nothing spectacular. And uh, right at last light, had a i'm still not 100 percent sure which deer it was i'm i'm thinking it was about 130 inch eight point um come in right down the tree line and give me a shot at about 25 yards and i i let it fly but it was at such a low light point i could see my pins but i i don't i can't i i haven't been able to find a lighted knock that fit the 166 arrows I was mm. shooting. So I could not see where I hit the deer, um, hit him. He runs about 10 yards and just stops and just stands there for 15 minutes. Oh, I remember this so well. I feel like, and, and I'm just like, what is happening? And like, he'll hold his head down, like with antlers, like straight forward, just head down at the ground. His tail's flickering, and I'm like, go down, go down. And he'd take, like, five steps and then just stop again. And this is in a wide-open bean field. And this deer ends up laying down in the bean field. And I'm, like, 80 yards from it at this point in the tree. And it's it's I'm looking through a branch trying to see this deer as it's getting dark. And... It's at like very last light and I had another deer come up behind me right underneath me and scare me to where I turned around and looked and I couldn't see the deer in the field anymore because it was at that low light point where once you quit looking at something, you can't see it. So I just get out of the tree and just get out of there and wait. I mean, it was dark at what, six thirty, seven o'clock at that point. Yeah. We went back at, 11 o'clock so three hours later um this is where the regret comes in on that deer um never couldn't find my arrow couldn't really find any blood and we were just kind of i was grid searching the field trying to find where it laid down i figured if i could find where he laid down there would be a good blood spot 
Uh, my buddy was walking the edge of the field on the timber edge where he had went in the trees, and I just kind of went up ahead of him and was starting to walk the edge of this this field and trees where there was a, a dead fall down. And I just happened to shine my light up over the top of this fall down, and I just see antlers. And he just stands up and just turns, looks at me, and then jumps over the fence. And then just, I, I can just see his just fading in the light into the darkness. And I'm like, and then I look down and there's blood right in front of me going to that bed that he was laying in. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. So oh, we man. go in there. Yeah, we go in there and there's blood there. It was definitely the deer I hit. And so we back out at that point. What did the blood and, look like? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it was dark red. Um, like if I would say probably liver blood. Yeah. Yeah. It was the only thing that really made sense of it. Um, but it had a lot of like greasy fat on it also, mm-hmm. which was confusing, the confusing part, um, for how he acted, but maybe I just hit nothing but liver. <laughs> well, that low, low belly too, will give you that greasy fatty, um, kind of feel to it as well. So yeah, but. I didn't have any like stomach stank hmm. or nothing like that. And like, I wouldn't have thought he would have just laid down in a field after a low belly hit like that. But yeah, I don't know for that, sure. You're right. I mean, it depends. I know my brother hit in the same year, both my brothers hit him low kind of gut and they did the same thing. They bed immediately. Like, it, I don't yeah. know what part of the intestine it is that it hits, um, but it, it really, really destroyed them. Um, well, I know if you hit me low in the belly, I'd probably yeah, want Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too, man. So. I'm going to lay down. Too. I mean, I've only shot one like real far back, and it just immediately, he was like, oh, and mm-hmm. you could tell he was like, <laughs> he he wanted to get out of there, but at the same time, he just kind of like moseyed his way out. He didn't he didn't really yeah. boogie. Yeah. I mean, he was feeling yeah. sick. You could tell like right, right away, and you're yeah. standing yeah. there for 15 minutes in the same spot, <laughs> and then like. Kind of taking those five steps and standing yeah. there, and then I mean, really, it sounds like the buck I hit in Ohio this year. He did the same thing, yeah, and it was low, and it was you know back through the liver, same thing. But yeah. I had a ton of blood though. That's the weird part, you know. It was different. It just different, yeah, it was, you know. Every angle, shot, so different. yeah, everything, angle, what it went through, where it exited, you know, everything makes a difference. But go on, go yeah, on. no doubt. So. Come out the next morning. Um, I I was in the bow. I've been in the bow hunting league the last two years with a couple of buddies, um, and those two guys came out with me, and they're like, "Oh, we'll find it." Blah blah blah. You know, you know how buddies are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go out, and you know, we find the arrow right away. And there's a red carpet going to where he was laying at, which you can see all this in the daylight. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where the regret starts. That if I would have just waited till the morning anyway which i was taking off the next day also anyway i could have just walked over there and probably found him so we go over there and we start i go to i knock on the neighbor's door to let them know we're going to be looking for a deer nobody answers um so i just whatever nobody lives on the other property um talked to the farmer he told me yeah there is a guy who gun hunts it but it shouldn't be a problem because it's not gun season. So I went and made sure he wasn't over there, and we started looking. Um, didn't really find any blood 
after the fence jump, didn't find anything. Um, just kind of grid searched that area and never really found anything. I think we found, I found a shed, a pretty nice four point or four point side shed, uh, probably 120 inch eight point and um, the deadhead, uh, one of the guys found. Um, that was it. And so I ended up calling a dog in that day, but he didn't show up till later that day, probably two o'clock that afternoon. And we went and searched for about two hours, went about three miles total with the dog. Found that monster rub you were talking about <laughs> earlier and a couple other ones. Yeah. And, uh, found another good shed and, uh, that never found any blood. There was one spot back there where we jumped a live doe that ran into. That was a real super thick bedding area that, like, if we were going to follow the dog in there, we were going to have to crawl on our hands and knees. And the dog handler said he felt like the dog was going more at that doe than he probably was a dead deer. So we didn't really investigate it much more than that um i've gone back in that area twice now and i haven't found anything but it's it's very thick and it gets confusing back in there once you start walking around in some of those cedar tunnels and lanes you're you'll forget lose where you're at um real quick even oh okay here i'm at on onyx and you go about 20 yards and then you're confused again where you're at um but haven't found nothing on that deer yet um, but while out doing looking for that deer, the first time this year on January 20th, I did actually find that shed you're mentioning there, Austin, um, which ended up being last year's shed off the buck. I end up shooting this year. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll get back to that. So, um, November I will say, you you put in your due diligence, man. You really did. (laughs) You looked for that deer and you... $200 for a dog that didn't do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, I mean, I I know you just... I mean, you kept poloing too. I mean, you were out there. You were looking for that deer. You were exhausting every effort that you could possibly put out there, getting help and everything. I mean, it was... I commend you for it. I, I would go back. I would say the main thing I learned there is back out longer yeah um i mean the deer's not going to be any more dead than it's only going to be more dead man (laughs) right so (laughs) that would be my but i mean it ended up working out in the end because i think this was not that i want to kill two deer and not find one i do think this was a much bigger deer um but so though i end up not hunting the rest of that week i was just kicking myself in the ass too much and uh took a buddy my normal buddy i hunt with brother who's my age um just got into bow hunting a couple years ago so i took him out to that place to my place to hunt and i threw him up in a tree and uh where i'd had a couple encounters with some real big bucks right behind the house the year before and he ends up hitting a buck and uh says he hit it back and see the fletching sticking out and blah 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 and we had some blood well after having the experience i'd had the week before we just back out instantly um 
we're going to call the dog. Like, we're already questioning the hit. We're just going to go ahead and call the dog. And so they come out probably four or five hours after the hit, and we spend three hours just keep restarting four or five times, and the dog kept going across the road. And we never found an arrow, never found blood, just was finding this, like, nasty green ooze stuff. Like, don't even, couldn't even tell you what it was. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, like, it was the weirdest thing. And the dog kept hitting on it. Like, that's what it was following. Um, I, I don't know if it was, like, maybe the bile duct off of the liver or something. Like, I don't know, but it was nasty. Um, and that's what the dog kept following for whatever reason. And it kept going across the road where I knew we couldn't go. So we just ended up backing out off of that. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard. And Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. So that's two hit deer, two hit bucks in a week off the same property. And I don't even have a clue what deer he hit. Like, we asked him. He goes, I, I don't know how big it is. I just know you guys would have shot it. And I'm just like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> don't you love that? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so, you know, he's basing off what me and his brother have shot or what we're chasing. And it's like, dude, that doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm trying to show him pictures of deer. He's like, mm -hmm. well, maybe that one, which is 150 inch 10 point, but it could have been that one, which is a hundred, hundred inch eight point. Like, Oh God. Oh, God. Wild <laughs> variation. Yeah. Yeah. So either way you had like, of... you had like a bout of bad luck going on for a mm -hmm. second. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we back out again for that whole week because that was on like i said that was the following weekend after halloween so that would have been like second like the fifth and sixth something like that so the next weekend i go monday's my second shift day i start second shift i might have hunted that morning I, I can't remember but um that next weekend um me and my buddy that i regularly hunt with we decide to go back to that th thousand acres of public on uh that friday november 11th and um so we get out there and we go back to the area where i shot that doe because there was a lot of does moving over there and um i like i'd said i had a camera over there from the covid year and i ended up i shot the one doe 100 yards south of that camera and there was some good scrapes and rubs in there. So I was like, well, I'm going to go back there 
my buddy was sitting 200 yards south of me along this creek along the the private land uh farm fields and we're sitting there and we hadn't seen much and then all of a sudden out in the farm fields we got does coming out there's all kinds of does coming out some young deer coming out and there ended up being like 140 150 inch i think it was a nine point ended up running around chasing does out there but neither one of us got any sighting of them but of course just like the last time we were there i get a cell cam pick of 160 inch nine point <laughs> at, <laughs> at 30 inches 30 40 minutes before dark you know in daylight right in front um, of your camera right in front of yeah, your right stand. in front of my camera yeah. 30 yards from a preset saddle yeah. tree i had set up you know that kind of deal so i'm like ah shit <laughs> so we finished that night don't don't end up seeing or shooting anything um I can't remember what happened. I don't think we ended up hunting the 12th. Um, can't remember what happened. His wife had something going on or something. But um, the the day of the 12th, we got, um, or I'm sorry, the 11th, that 10 point we got on camera. And then the tw- overnight of the 11th and 12th, we got a bunch of good bucks on cam moving through the area on the cell cams. And then again, on the night from the 12th to the 13th, like 10.30 at night on the 12th, I got a a buck hitting a scrape along the farm field, not far from where I'd hit that buck on Halloween. I didn't think much of him. He had a a bunch of trash around his bases, didn't think a whole lot of him. It just looked like a a seven point, like a seven point with a bunch of trash. And I just couldn't really, didn't really look nothing special, but okay cool there's some bucks in the area and i end up going to a tree near one of my food plots there that had failed um and it's a it's got a a ladder a double ladder stand in it that's probably been there for 20 years like it's grown into the tree it the ladder makes noise when you climb it the the railing around it has rusted and fallen away. It's basically just the seat, the platform, and the ladder that's left. So just a real quality, quality stand. Yeah, yeah, quality stand. <laughs> quality. Like, def- definitely safe to climb. Definitely. So, I mean, I climbed it the last day of season last year. It's got to be good this year, mm. still, right? Sound like you're so. climbing the kind of stuff I'm climbing. It's got to so, be hard to climb that stand with his balls that big. <laughs> Hitting off every problem, rung. Yeah, no kidding. The, the problem with this tree is, though, without that ladder stand, there's no way of getting into it. Like, it's just one of those trees that the branches come out and go, like, horizontally before they go vertical. Oh, yeah, it's gnarly. It's, yeah, so, and it's right on the edge of, like, I cleared out like little CRP field on a transition between cedars and hardwood and and all that. And I wanted to be kind of on the edge of that, not in the timber for the rut. And there was a there's a, a good funnel behind me through the woods that I know the does always move through. Well the biggest problem with this tree is is every doe that steps out within a hundred yards of it instantly spots you like it doesn't matter like they see you 
it doesn't matter what you do. You can be hugging the tree trunk. They see you. That's no bueno, dude. Mm -mm. The thing was, is I didn't care about the dose. (laughs) (laughs) It's November 13th. I didn't care about the dose. (laughs) I feel you. You're hoping they know you're there and they bring their their boyfriend near you. (laughs) Get them off their tail. Basically is what I'm... So it's November 13th. Me and my buddy, we get there late. Like, we're getting there. We pull up probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes before shooting light starts. And we're cussing each other. God dang it, we're fucking late again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we got to be earlier. We got to do better. We're never going to kill bucks. This is stupid. Why are we even going? Blah, blah, blah. So we go running out. My buddy, the there's just a quick description of the property. When you walk out behind the house... The timber starts right at the creek line that runs through the property right behind the house. There's a section of timber, then there's a horse meadow, like a grass meadow. It's got a bunch of cedars coming up in them because I can't keep up with it. And then there's another, like, 30 acres at the back that's fenced off that the horses can't get to. And it's got hardwood and CRP and cedars and a mix of timber and stuff. So it's real good deer land and so i go back there to that that double stand kind of in the middle of the property and my buddy goes to the west edge of the hardwoods into there's a bunch of cedars that on there that has rut funnel like uh, rub lines all through it scrape lines and he sits um on the edge of the cedar the cedar line the end of it where he can see where the bucks go in and out of the hardwoods and then see him coming in and out of the cedars. So he's probably 200 yards from me and it's getting to be daylight. I'm seeing some young bucks moving around, some does moving around. You know, we're seeing deer. It's cool. I'm texting him. He's texting me saying that he's probably screwed because he forgot his grunt tube and he doesn't have his rattling antlers. Come on, bro. Well, he he had his grunt tube out the night before showing his brother like kind of how to do grunt sequences and stuff. Oh my goodness. And he didn't st- didn't stick it back in his <laughs> his freaking bag. Oh no. So he's just he's just sitting there on the ground in these cedar trees and he says about 200 yards across out of the cedars towards that hay meadow. He starts seeing deer falling across the hay meadow towards where I'm at. And he says he can tell a couple of them are bucks, but Hello? just mouth grunt, you know, just whatever he does and just sits back down and starts hitting his e-cig vapor deal because he doesn't think anything's going to happen. And he says he's just sitting there and he's texting me, telling me he just seen some deer and blah, 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 blah. And he said probably nothing going to happen. And then he said he was sitting there and he blew a big old cloud off his e-cig and he said this deer just was coming right towards him, like this 130-inch 10-point. Oh, okay, like like at like 40 yards when he sees him. So he's all like, he's sitting on the ground, like just tucked in between two cedar trees or the cedar trees just sitting there on his knees. And he said this deer walked up to him at seven yards looked directly at him and then just put his head down and kept going. And he ended up shooting it like 
hard quartering away at like 12 yards. Dude must be wearing screen gear. Uh, actually i think he's wearing a bunch of hand-me-downs for me and whatever he could get at walmart because he's got four kids and two of them are four-year-old twins i'm so glad you you handed him down scree gear yeah and they sell scree gear at walmart now (laughs) it is built for the open plains yeah yeah i'm just kidding oh you're good so this is at like 850 He's texting me, holy fuck, just shot one. And, like, before that, you know, it's I'm screwed, not going to see anything. And now it's he just shot one. Like, holy shit. Well, so I'm sitting there all freaking out because he just shot one. I got young bucks all running around around me. And then it's, like, it's getting to be about 9 o'clock, 9, 9.30, and I don't really have nothing going on. I can't see any deer. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to slam these horns together and see what happens. So I slam my horns together and do about a 10-second rattling sequence, a couple little grunts, and here comes some young bucks. Okay, whatever. My buddy texts me back saying his brother just shot one on public land about six miles up the road, shot a buck. (laughs) Nice. Yes, this is all on the same day and morning. This is a crazy morning, man. Yeah, yeah, it was November 13th. It was a wild morning. So... I'm sitting there. I got deer starting to come in, and I look up to the north of me, and there's a 120-inch nine-point coming, like looking for the fight. And I grabbed my bow because I thought it was the nine-point I had missed because there was a there was two nine-points, and one was like 150, 160, and the other was like 120, but like they were hard to. You had to, like, really look at them to tell which one was which that quick, you know, before you mm-hmm. shot one and realized, oh, shit, I shot the wrong one. <laughs> Oops, uh, wrong nine point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, anyway, he comes in to, like, 12 yards directly behind me. I've got my bow. I'm looking at him. I'm like, nope, nope, just wait. So he goes walking back the way he came from, and he's – they're walking right again. There's a, there's like a, a hedgerow. Like we have like hedgerows here where the old fence lines used to be. Um, and there's a hedgerow in the middle of the uh, running right down at North and South. And I'm on the North end of this East and West timber line. And to the East of me, it's just like a, a CRP cedar thicket. And then it's kind of the same. It's just kind of a big opening of CRP and, random scrub trees and like where I've got mode lanes and mode walking paths and stuff. And this nine points walking back to the North, the way he came from along the edge of those cedars right by that hedgerow. And he just stops and he's just staring, just staring North. And I, I can't see what he's looking at. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm trying to see and just out comes, uh, I thought it was an eight point, but it was just mass and trash. And he's got his ears pinned back, his head's down, and he's just stiff leg walking like, come get you some. (laughs) And this nine point is like, I want nothing to do with this. And just takes off running away from him. And this deer comes in. He's got his ears pinned back the whole time. He snort wheezes after this deer takes off running. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that'll do. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he comes in and he starts taking the same path as this nine nine point did and he's got if he keeps on it he's going to end up directly behind me in my saddle so i'm going to have to basically do a turn and drop shot on him well he gets up to the edge of the trees there to come in behind me and for whatever reason decides to turn right and come right to my weak side um and there's just nothing but brambles and all that there. So I have to now turn back around and maneuver to st around the strong side of the tree since I'm not going to be able to shoot to the weak side with all these brambles. That sounds like a lot of movement in the tree. <laughs> it, well, it, especially with him at 15 yards. Like, I don't know how he didn't see me. I honestly don't. Like, I still don't because I drew on him twice. Good gravy. <laughs> he so he's he's coming walking i'm watching him i get set i'm waiting i draw and he stops and it's just nothing but brambles i have nothing to shoot and he's just sitting there looking well the other issue here is is the wind is like coming out of the woods that i'm sitting on the edge of and blowing into this opening okay <laughs> but I've got the thermals working enough that it blows out about five yards and then just goes <clears> up. <throat> but he is like right on the edge of this tree line coming down it. And he's getting real close to like my wind line. Like I've been dropping milkweed and he's coming to it. And I had thrown out just, uh, I'll throw a name, black widow deer sense. Um, I, they've, they work. They're not anything special, but they work. Um, I threw out a, a scent wick with some doe estrus on it just because it was November 13th, and I knew my wind was going to be super iffy, and anything for a little bit extra second, I'm going to take it. Um, so I throw it out there on the ground and put a little bit on the tree that I was in just for any extra cover. Well, this deer is starting to get to that. He Finally, I have to... I have to let down because he's standing there for so long and it's like 28 degrees and I've been in the tree for two hours and I'm kind of cold. So I, I let down. I don't know how this deer doesn't freak out when I let down because he's literally at like 12 yards with just some like bramble vines between me and him. Like it's not a solid wall. I can see him. He could should be able to see me, but doesn't do a thing, just stands there. So I'm like, okay, got away with that one. There's my one to get away with. And I'm standing there and he starts to take a walk, starts to walk again. So I draw again. And of course he stops again as soon as I get anchored. But luckily he started walking, but he started walking a quartering away. Like he was starting to get maybe a touch nervous. Well, fortunately with him doing that, it gave me an opening faster than it would have if he would have kept going straight to my scent line yeah and by him doing that it it opened up just slight quartering away hit him about three inches behind the shoulder um got a clean pass through right behind the opposite side shoulder then this is where it gets fun so he takes off back to where he came from stops about the same point that nine point did looking at him and i look to where he came from and here comes 160-inch 10-point, 
<laughs> Dude. <laughs> just just standing there. Man. And I'm like, oh my. And I mean he's just tines. Like he's three inches past each year and twelve, fourteen inch G twos and G threes. Like I'm just throwing numbers out there for 160. It was a big deer. Um so anyway, the deer I shot runs over there and looks at him and where he was wanting to fight every single deer prior to that he wanted nothing to do with him after that and he turns and runs into the cedar thicket and i can't see him anymore that's because you just force fed him an iron will dude (laughs) (laughs) so i i proceed to set my bow down and shit my pants um and freaking out that that just happened also figuratively Um, not literally not literally (laughs) okay how long was this whole encounter like like I know, like, when you're telling the story and, like, in your mind, it feels um, like it's, like, uh, an hour. But, mm-hmm. like, in retrospect, oh. how, how long was this encounter? Was it, like, two or three well, minutes or? The nine point was probably two or three minutes. Yeah. And then I would say it was maybe three, four minutes. Maybe yeah. just the time it took him to get over there. And then I was probably at draw 30 seconds before i had to let down yeah it always seems like it's so long but it's so fast and like it yeah yeah Yeah, it's hard to say and um anyway go back to it yeah oh yeah like he sees that big ass deer and where before he was fighting everybody he didn't want to (laughs) so i figured i had to have heard him and he takes off i don't hear a crash don't hear anything um i'm just like holy fuck (laughs) So we sit there about an hour, and um, I get down, go meet my buddy up the front of the property, kind of talk things over with what just happened, you know, freaking freaking out that we both just shot bucks. Talk to his brother. His brother's not having a good time. His brother never ended up never finding his just to, just to clear that one out and get it over with. Um, they went out and looked. His dad came out and helped him. They lost blood, never found it. Um, so anyway, me and my buddy, we decided since he shot his the hour prior, we'll go find his first. Um, and I couldn't find the arrow still have yet to find the arrow. Um, wasn't a lot of blood. We just kind of knew where he went into the timber. Um, so we just kind of started that direction. We're standing maybe 10 yards inside the timber line. And we're just kind of looking at the ground, kind of scanning. And I just happened to see something move and see a coyote um, chewing on the ass end of his deer that he'd shot about 100 yards from us. So I knock an arrow and we start going stalking over there because I'm going to try and shoot this coyote because I'd seen it the week prior and it was mangy and nasty looking. Um, I got to about 50 yards was getting ready to try and range it and take a shot, but it, it hurt us or something and took off. Um, ate almost the whole rear quarter out of it. The whole rear, like, the main upper roast, like, ate that whole thing out of it. They're and just so short. nasty, man. I freaking hate guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it don't take it was, long. It can just completely... It was weird, like, he chewed a shit. hole, like, in the hide and, like, just stuck his snout under <laughs> the hide and ate the just meat went underneath to town. it. it yep. was, yeah, it was crazy. They do, man. They um, go to town on them. So anyway, we he he gets his. He's all pumped up. It's one of his bigger deer. He, he'd had a really just a, a 
just add to his story. Um, the year prior, um, he is shoot. He was shooting that same bare bow that I had bought years ago, and he was shooting the same bow. He was having some problems, and he couldn't figure out what it was. And he ended up taking a, about a 30-yard shot on a 150-inch 10-point and ended up cutting the front legs off of it at the elbows. What? Be- because the cam bearing blew up in his bow on the shot. Oh, my goodness. What, is he wow. shooting a machete as a freaking broadhead or what? He, he was shooting uh, the Grizzly Stick Samurai. Good gravy, man. Which is a, a single bevel 150 grain. Oh, yeah. The big uh, yeah. gnarly broadhead. So, yeah, so he had real, real bad season last year. Like he chased this thing around on the property for an hour, trying to get another shot on it. Seen it two other times the following week and couldn't get a shot on it. And we still don't know whatever happened to it. Well, I mean, the thing was <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. He couldn't run it down. <laughs> you ain't got no legs. Well, it's hard to shoot an animal when your bow ain't shooting right now. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Holy smokes. So so he goes out the next week and spends $600 and buys a Whitetail white Legend Pro, the a better bear than what he had, um, and then ends up figuring out what was causing the issue was anybody that shoots a bare bow, replace the cable slide with a roller guide. That's all I'm going to say. Pro tip. There you go. The bows shoot a hundred times better with a $25 roller guide. But anyway, so that was his season last year. And uh, he bought that new bow. We went out like two weeks after that and he had a chance to shoot like a three-year-old eight point, but having that bad experience, he couldn't do it. So he hadn't shot a deer after that leg chop until this 10 point he shot. So he was, he was over the, and it was his first year to shoot on that property in the six, six, seven years we'd been hunting it. Oh, dang, man. So, and then on top of that, we both shoot one in the same day. So it was just a, it was just a killer day. All kinds of emotions going that day. Yeah. Yeah. So we find his and get his all cleaned up and, uh, uh, I get the landowner lets us use Kawasaki mule. So that's nice. We go grab the mule, get it loaded up in it. And then we drive back to where, look for mine. This is where it gets interesting. Um, (laughs) cause of course, you know, you think you make a good shot. It's not going to go very far. So I, I we find the arrow got got blood all the way the knock you know good pass through, but just not a lot of blood on the ground, and not a lot of blood on the ground where he went into the cedar thicket, and we're just following just drops, just drop drop like and trying to find that in foot tall grass is not easy when it's that thin. Um, so we're on our hands and knees just crawling along for an hour and a half. And we get all the way up to the edge of the hay meadow for the horses, the, the grass meadow for the horses. And we're trying to figure out if he went over the fence or just down the edge of the fence. And we get lucky and we find some blood. And he's just going down this trail right down the edge of the fence line staying on the the side i shot him on out of the horse meadow and we're we go 
I think we'd gone 175 yards at this point, and we're getting to about 100 yards from the property line. And we're standing there. It's kind of opening up between the next patch of cedars and then the tent, uh, the tree thicket still on the property. And I'm standing there, and I hear a doe blowing, like a doe's blowing. There's no way it's blowing at us because we're well upwind of it, and it's not anywhere where we can see it, so I don't know how it would be blowing at us. And it's it's just real random, like weird blowing, like, it wasn't like it was blowing at us. It wasn't like it was blowing at a predator. It's like, it was just a weird blowing pattern. And so we meet up and we're kind of trying to find blood, figure out which way he went. And we're like, well, he, he was going this way. So let's just walk this way. And there's a, there's a food plot down there on the edge of the property. And there's a mineral site. And there's just a bunch of cedars and thick stuff that he could have climbed up under. So I'm just walking through these cedars and my buddy's walking another area. And I go down to the food plot that's the food plot, butts like 20 yards from the property line. And it's not much of a food plot. It was just a little clover plot just to draw deer over onto the property. And I walk in it and I kind of walk up this trail that goes into timber thicket and i think about walking it and i'm like oh, i'll go back out here and check these cedars i'm out here crawling through these cedars looking and my buddy calls me found him no shit like where's he at i was 50 yards from him oh no the when whole I was time looking up when i was looking down that trail from that food plot if i would have just kept walking i would have walked right into him um so i get over there end up finding him He's 15 yards from my other cell camera I have on the property (laughs) that I never, that I never once got him on the entire season and then got him on one time, a camera 70 yards from there on another mineral site. I got him on one time in October and that was it. Like I've gone through almost all my cameras now and have only gotten like four or five pictures of him that I can find so far. He's like Sasquatch. He knows where they are and he just like <laughs> pinwheel his way through them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so when so, you finally yep. heard like, Hey, we got him. I mean, that oh, roller coaster I, remotion that you've been on. Oh, I've been at the lowest of lows. Yeah. Did you run? Yes. Yes. <laughs> did, well, all right. So did you trip and fall? Be honest. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Probably on a 190 inch shed or something. He just tripped on it. <laughs> I have I have tripped on a shed before in that area. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I run up there and I like I walk up on his ass end first. So and he was a big. I wish I would have weighed him. Um, I was gonna guess he was maybe 270 on the hoof. That's a huge um, deer, dude. Such a big deer. But I get up him and just like the mass just like on his base is just like blew me away and just the amount of trash like I couldn't believe it. He ended up we taped him out. A buddy helped me tape him out and we measured just under forty inches of mass. It was like thirty eight and six eighths of mass measurements. That's unreal. It is unreal. Yeah. And like pictures don't do it justice. Like you've sent us some videos of him and it's just he carries that mass the whole way through. He does not. Yeah. Like 
we had kind of like a running thing going on in the Marco Polo group. What's he score before you like let it out? We mm-hmm. kind of do that with a lot of stuff with sheds <laughs> and deadheads and all kinds of stuff. And there was kind of this number that was lingering for a while. And everybody was right around the same number. And that mass is what carried him through and just blew everybody out of the water because yeah. it, it just, it really does. He's a gnarly buck, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, and like, kind of describe him a little bit because he is really cool oh yeah and like i said earlier that that video we got the night before you know i just thought oh that's a cool seven point with a bunch of junk didn't really think nothing of it well like i'm trying to remember what the score sheet said exactly but it was like it was like 38 inches of mass um 25 inch beams on both sides and then i want to say it was it was either 18 or 28 inches. I think it was 18 inches of extra points, just extra points. Yeah, and he's not yeah, real wide. He's tight. Uh, he was 16 and a half, 16 and four yeah. eighths inside spread. Yeah. And and that's another thing. Um, all three bucks I've killed off this property. The first one was 11 and, 11 and four eighths inside spread, and the other one was 13 and six eighths inside spread. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the ones that you showed us before, they almost have like if you look at like that outside, it's almost like a freaking diamond. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And it, it's even, that tight, even and this just one. like yeah. And that was another thing I noticed. Um, this ended up being a mainframe seven. All three deer I've shot so far are mainframe sevens. <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> they, something, they there's have, something there about that, huh? Yeah, they both have a fork, a fork side on one side. Um, but none of the other two ended up grossing 165 and two eights. I'll tell you Jeez. what, dude. We're like we're like brothers in that sense. Charles, <laughs> start counting all those racks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start <laughs> telling me how many sevens there are there. <laughs> it's like a curse, dude. I like can't. I've killed an eight point, but like I, there's people that kill big eight points every year. There's people that kill big ten points every year. I kill oh, yeah. seven points like it's my job, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just like i mean you guys i can send some pictures or something if you guys want to post for whatever oh we will um, yeah um but like just for description like his left side is basically a a fork it's got a you've got your brow tine and then as you go up to the g2 but just between the g2 just after the brow tine you have two more brow tines <laughs> basically <laughs> like they're just a little coily and they're both five inches plus and then on the right side it's just like there's six different little extra points that all counted that were all an inch uh five four of them were an an inch and like two eights and then one of them was two inch and then another three and two eights in there so it was just extra points all over the place I mean, if you if you net scored this thing i i i would guess you'd maybe be 130 just because of the amount of deductions but nets are for fish so. exactly man <laughs> his bases are gnarly like everything about him is is cool and we'll we'll put up some pictures for the album art and definitely try and like get something that really kind of shows his character and stuff like that but he was just a really really cool deer man Oh yeah, and this will be my first shoulder mount, so I'm gonna go ahead and get him shoulder mounted. Nice, that a boy. 
So uh, just for the count, for the audience, we have uh, six deer on the wall here. And... <laughs> In the rack Four, shack. In the rack shack. Yeah. These are these are just the, the these six are just that are here. chilling in here. Yep. And uh, four of them are seven points. A fifth <laughs> one, if those two points would be legal, would be a seven point. But they're just kind of like little nubbies. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one's a little forky. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of seven points. Well, that one's for my grandfather. And that one's for my great grandfather. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're so I'm just counting these five. Yeah, just as so out right of the five, there. four, seven, four points. seven points. <laughs> and the other one, like nice. I said, really wanted to be a seven point. He just cannot get those little nubbies to grow. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. I That's a two B deer. Yeah, the nubby won't grow. He man. That's to, no dude. good for anybody. <laughs> It's funny. They, they make pills for that nowadays, though. <laughs> oh, oh. Blue, 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 right? Blue, yeah. <laughs> Use code WDP. <laughs> uh, WDP plus 20. Plus 20. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guaranteed. 20%. Should we approach them about this? Come on. Hey, I'm, I'm just I'm saying. just kidding. Oh, it's my God. God. That is so funny. Someone's typing uh, that in right now. I don't I don't know where else you want to go I mean I can add on for the whole 80 acres I, I am in the process of hopefully maybe buying it um, that was part of my roller coaster this year you guys got a ride on I was putting siding and windows in my house and on my house during season this year all of October I think that's what I was doing I didn't know how much I was going to get to hunt compared to most years yeah no it was um, awesome man i mean you're definitely putting in the work and the effort down there to make sure that you do everything you can in your power to get this property in your name and i don't blame you dude after you know the seasons you've had there and what that property means to you it would just be so nice to have something that's yours and nobody can take it from you you know like it, it just would be it'd be amazing if you make that work and if you do Austin and I were going to come down there. And come on in, down, boys. In the summer, we're going to come down there in the summer. <laughs> we're going to help you put some food plots in. We're going to help. We, we just listen. I'm trying to make this work for him. I was sending yeah. oak trees this year. That's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. Uh, we will come down, stay a weekend. And we just to work on the property, and we'll talk about it, and we'll lay it out. And if it all goes through, I promise you. And I promise you, I'll come down. I don't know, Austin. You're coming. I'll come and shoot a seven point. I just <laughs> hey, spring spring turkey is like April fifteenth mm. to May thirty first. Mm. How do we go back to turkey? Uh, 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 um, okay, because Chuck loves them. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm in. It was good talking to you, Alex. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Trying to throw the bait and switch out there. To I know. Yeah, no, man. it it is awesome, man. I know everybody in the group is rooting for you to get this property. It's absolutely awesome. I'm I'm so stoked for you, man. You had a great season. I just, I mean, it can only go up from here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you're just you're just gonna keep rolling with. It. I know you are. You're gonna get the property. I have all the faith in it. Your house is gonna sell. It's just all gonna fall in line. I I'm, I have faith. I hope so. I, I I think I've got somebody interested in buying it. I just got to get some of this work done and figure out a number and i think we'll be good that all the all the chips have got to fall in line for sure well speaking of that i know we're up there about an hour and a half now 
And uh, if you don't get this water heater in, not only is your uh, your wife probably going to beat you if she has to have a cold shower in the morning, but you're probably not going to sell the house uh, without a water heater in it. So Probably not. <laughs> but I, I want to thank you, buddy, for coming on and, and telling just an absolute incredible journey, um, okay. an incredible okay. journey. And uh, well, hopefully it wasn't too bad a storytelling. No, man. No, it was good, man. I typically would lead you through the story, but here's the thing. I already knew the story. So yeah. I, I don't like that you typically know the story. I didn't want to like lead you in a direction that I didn't want it to go. I wanted to hear it authentically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So it was good, man. It, it was definitely good. But, you know, before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find you. All your social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you uh, want to well, plug. I mean, <laughs> if you. I probably won't accept your friend request on Facebook, to be honest, if I don't know who you are. I don't blame you. And and it's I'm I'm probably more ridiculous on there with the shit I post than anything. So don't don't follow me there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Look up Alex P L E U with an accent I goo. E W E W. No, I was spelling it wrong on purpose. <laughs> um but it's uh, Alex, the subpar bow hunter with uh, underscores in between everything on Instagram. But if you put in Alex Blue, you'll find me. Yep. I like it, man. I like it. Well, dude, yep. this has been a wild ride. I, I, I do. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming out of time, you know, well, instead no, of putting in your hot you water tank. Having me. <laughs> no, I, I needed a break from it. It had been irritating me all day. So it's good. <laughs> Yeah, and what better break than to talk with us for an hour and a half about deer, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Heck yeah, man. Well, Solid. Well, thank you, sir. We will uh, we'll let you go here and get your, get your water heater in, man. I'll do that. <laughs> All right, guys. Until <laughs> next week. The distraction is real. <laughs>